Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putney are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. Welcome to the new and improved Habs Unfiltered with Less Filter, hosted by Blaine Potvin, Matt Smith, and Treg Toxic Wilson. We provide you, our listeners, informative, honest discussion and entertainment about the Montreal Canadiens, hockey, and sometimes bad life advice. Stick around, we will be right back with a jam-packed and entertaining episode. Do you have a moose near the caboose that needs to be tamed? I'm talking hairy, big, and need some support. Thankfully, our sponsor today, Manscaped, has you covered to keep the hair looking nice and trimmed and feeling fully supported. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. Baluga! Did you hear that? That's your moose asking for Manscaped. Manscaped engineering team just perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created the Lawnmower 3.0. The premium Lawnmower 3.0 is waterproof, includes an LED light, and is made with advanced skin-safe technology, which reduces nicks and cuts on your delicates. You can get this trimmer inside their Perfect Package 3.0, which also includes the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toning Spray, both super practical and they smell great too. Plus, For a limited time, when you order the Perfect Package Kit, you get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs. The Manscaped Anti-Chafing Cooling Boxer Briefs might be one of my favorite parts of this collection. The Manscaped Boxer Briefs have optimal temperature control with their crop cooling technology while keeping your pride and joy supported. The waistband is also super elastic to reduce chafing and rubbing. Plus, when your girl sees this logo, she knows she's got a real Manscaped man. Pair these boxer briefs with their pH balancing liquid products like the Crop Preserver and you're ready for anything. You need to try this out for yourself. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code UNFILTERED20 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Welcome back to Habs Unfiltered. Today's episode, we are joined by the great Thirst Trap, Matt Smith. Good morning. I'm your host, Blaine Putve, and I'm joined by my other co-host, Treg the Villain Wilson. Hello, everyone, for this very special midweek edition of Habs Unfiltered. We're just, we're just super psyched to have Matt, the Chair Force Zoomy Thirst Trap himself on the show. I'm happy to be back. I'm sorry that I couldn't make it last week. Um, just... Obviously, we're getting a little bit too busy up to the holidays with the uh, with the vaccine coming out and all that kind of stuff. Um, our squadron is ramping up. Let's just say that for a potential uh, deployment throughout different parts of Canada to um, 
to fly this uh, fly this vaccine around. So yeah, drop the chemtrails. Pretty much, yeah. With that, with that, and with uh, with Christmas coming up, we've got guys taking leave, and the guys that aren't taking leave, like myself, that are working over Christmas, we're picking up the slack. So, I, I you know what, feeling. I was watching the news the other day, and Officer Cadet, whatever his name is, said that you guys should not be handing out the vaccine, and he's ashamed of you. Oh, that guy's a he's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> That's well, all. That's all we hear about at work now, and I just officer kind of, cadet. Oh my god! Yeah. In the cadets, with yeah, his CIC with, officer, yeah, with voice his knife the and forces. his black jacket on. And... For for our listeners who don't understand why we're mocking this piece of garbage, and just outright shaming him, uh, he's essentially a babysitter in a uniform. The cadets, great organization, teaches young children between the ages of twelve and eighteen life skills. The they get to dress in military in quasi military garb. They go camping. They they fly gliders. They do some, they do some sailing, but these officers are technically commissioned officers. But this guy hasn't even been commissioned yet, and he is wearing a full combat outfit in a an anti uh, an anti vaxxer anti mask rally telling everybody in the armed forces that they should join him because he is such a great leader because he's an expert at hand-to-hand combat. <laughs> Just shut up, dude. You're a poser. You're a loser. And you're wrong. Very wrong. Very wrong. And you're a disgrace to the Canadian military. Just let us have Matt spread chemtrails everywhere. We'll microchip the crap out of people with some yes. vaccine from Bill Gates because you know no one no one tracks you using your cell phone or your social media account no they don't insurance it's all number. private i i signed a thing saying that would be private to me Came up, <laughs> yeah i said i agree without reading anything that's why every time you google something there's suddenly a dozen ads on your phone for that one your coincidence Pure coincidence. Yeah, Wish thinks I'm in some really crazy shit. <laughs> but Matt, we all know you are. Well, that's the thing. This this guy that went on uh, went on this tirade at the anti-mass theory is basically just if you ordered a soldier on Wish. <laughs> <laughs> and still got the wrong order. <laughs> and still got the wrong order. What the hell? What are Anilbads? What are Anilbads? I don't get it. Is this a back scratcher? You get them out of uh, that place in Finland, uh, por- ass porno. You get them out oh, of Oh, yes. It's the number uh, you one know that. You know I'm going to say that every every show now. You know that, right? Yeah, it's so pretty much your catchphrase now. To put the uh, pori asat, or ass porn, as I like, porn ass, as I like to call them. Well, Treg's catchphrase that worked for the last 15 years has been ass porn. It has been. It has been. It got me promoted. Many times. Speaking of which, are you staying put? Are you staying where you're at? Me? Yeah. Well, I have some maybe bad news and good news. I am probably at the main top, which is people don't know is around Christmas time next year or next year. I'm probably going to uh, uh, Saint Jean sur Richelieu for CFLRS, which is bad news for our future military. So, training the young soldiers 
it'll be whenever they figure out this COVID thing and start putting more yeah. courses on up at uh, St. John. So I'll be closer to Montreal. Closer to Matt. Closer, to, closer Matt. to me, yeah. Yeah, and uh, but that's uh, now I just got to figure out if I'm getting divorced or going on IR, one or the other. So <laughs> six of one, half dozen of another. It's about the same. So yeah. yeah. Myself, I'm uh, I'm staying in Halifax. Thank God they were they were close to sending me to Toronto, which would have really sucked. Ooh. You would have been a Leafs fan. I would have bought you a jersey. Oh yeah, that would have worked. At least it would have kept my house warm for a day, burning it. <laughs> a but Matthews jersey with a C on it. Yeah, from winners. With a with a lowercase and midway through an. A, a yeah, gotta be reverse. Reason. It's gotta be a reverse retro. That's I'll, definitely their best jersey. I'll keep retweeting the original Burnsy's uh, giveaway for that Marner jersey, and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give you that one. <laughs> he hates Neilander that much. He's giving it away. Um, mm. That's who it is, Neilander. Yeah, but instead of going to Toronto's recruiter, I'm uh, I'm going to be in charge of setting standards in the uh, the Atlantic Fleet with sea training. Ooh. For our oh, listeners shit. who don't know, that's apparently a big deal, but they're putting me there, so it can't be that good. So I'll be training the future, and you'll be helping setting the standards to train the people that are in now. We're so screwed. Wow. And there's Matt that is sitting there going, uh, just speechless, wondering what the hell is going on. I hope I never get put on a ship. <laughs> I'm staying. I'm staying put too. I thought I was leaving, but I'm staying. I'm staying here until probably at least 2022. Well, the, yep. you know, honestly, it's not that bad. Uh, we we get to continue doing what we're doing now, entertaining a handful of maybe three or four people outside of the, our own little group. That includes our moms. Well, yeah. So it Thanks, has Mom. to be at least four people. Thanks, Mom. I think I think Beth listens. She only does it out of guilt. She feels bad for us. That's true. So Eva had wheat. And and Jenny out in Wisconsin, she Wisconsin. listens. It's because we're cheesy. It's because we're so cheesy. <laughs> and she knows you're a Packers fan. Go pack. Anyways. I think it has more to do with Matt. So uh, what I think we're going to do, so this episode, we're, it's, a, it's kind of a hodgepodge. The season hasn't started yet. We're still off-season talk. So uh, I think we should just dive right in. Enough fluffing and chit-chat. Reverse retro jerseys. How shitty or great are they? And what is it to you, Treg? Uh, I think they're... The more I see, the more I don't think they're as shitty as I thought they were when they came out. Um, I, I, they're a cash grab. It's the NHL trying to get money back from the money they lost last season. Uh, although this has been something they've been trying to get out for a while. So it's not just because of last season. But uh, people love them. I'm indifferent. I don't think I'll go buy one. Uh, uh, I... I, I want to know if it's going to be more than just a one-year thing. Uh, I The Montreal one is okay. I think the Los Angeles Kings is the best one. That's the, my favorite of all of them. But uh, uh, if I'm really uh, thinking about it, I'd have to say uh, not really a fan. And it's just the cash grab, and I just think it's I'm not spending 200 and some odd dollars on a retro jersey. Matt, what about you? So, 
I'm kind of the same page that it was more of a cash grab than anything. However, when it comes to the Canadians ones, when they first came out, I was a little, it was kind of hit or miss. But the more I see them, and now that they're starting to show players practicing in them and, and then that kind of stuff, it's, um, it is increasing the sales. And so that tactic is working. And I'm starting to like them a little bit more. And uh, there is a little write-up on the Canadians website about them. I'll just read it really quick, just about the jersey itself. So it says the uh, the Canadians jersey is inspired by the color that marked the team's first sweater in 1909 and the actual design worn from 74 to 2007, during which time the, the club won six Stanley Cups. On the, neck, on the neckline is the number 76, and that is not for P.K. Subban, I checked. Uh, representing the year in which the Habs won the first of these championships and also embarked on the greatest season in team history, 1976-1977, when the club posted a 68-12 and record to set an NHL record for points in a campaign en route to yet another title. And if you guys want to look that up, check out that team and – check out the amount of uh, Hall of Famers that are on that team. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's mind-boggling. Almost the entire roster. Absolutely. Um, so my take, um, I like the Canadians one. Will I get one? We'll see. Maybe if they have a sale or something during Christmas, maybe I'll jump on one. Um, but they're, they're only going to wear them select games, and apparently they're supposed to um, – release closer to the season the the games that they're actually going to be wearing them um and when it comes when it comes in terms of um who's the best and who's who's not the best there's some really really shitty fucking reverse restro jerseys like and i'm not trying to be like anti-toronto or anything but like that lowercase n just just ended it for me it's so bad and like you know the detroit jersey looks like a practice jersey the meth bear is back for the Bruins. Yeah, the meth bear is back for the Bruins. Like they, they, the Islanders were lazy as shit on. This there's team. some teams. There's some teams that did really well, and I was hoping for the angry fishermen back for the Islanders. Yeah, a oh, lot the, of people were hoping for that. Yeah, the, all the Islanders did was base. It was like controller disconnected. They're like, oh, what's our normal road jersey? Boom, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so lazy. I expected so much out of the Islanders. I thought I like Vegas's. You know, Vegas is yeah, meh, meh. I like LA's. I'm sorry, I'm going with well, LA's. So with the, with, with the Canadians one though, it's gonna flow with the rest of the colors of the jersey and everything. Yeah. They didn't go, they didn't go outlandish, which we know they wouldn't, they wouldn't do anyway. They kept it to the, you know, the historic look of that jersey and that logo, and I'm and I'm happy they did that. So we're only gonna see it a few times. And you know, in a fifty-six game season, you're only going to see it a handful of times. So, I, I personally like the Habs jersey. I, at first, I thought you know, seeing a blue one would be stupid. Then I saw what they did with it. It looks good. I like it. Like like you, I'm going to wait until it goes on sale before before I choose to to buy one. But um, I think it looks good. The problem I have with the blue jersey because it's going to have blue socks is the pants. So Andrew Zadarnowski pointed that out on uh, Twitter and he's a hundred percent right. The, the blue pants that they normally wear is a different blue from what they wear with the jerseys. Even if it was the same, it's too much freaking blue. Mix it up a little, maybe put some red pants on or white pants would be nice. No, God, no. Those look stupid. Uh, exactly. 
the old brown pants, you know, or, you know, like a retro brown or something. Something to to kind of break up the con- to contrast it a little bit because it's just oh my god, it looks terrible. Like you're watching uh, watching the video they made of uh, of Gallagher spinning around the ice, taking a couple of shots wearing the wearing the uniform at his uh, local rink in, in Delta, BC, and you're looking at the pants, going, "What the shit is this? It just doesn't but fit." They may have different pants for when the the jersey comes out. I mean, I hope so. I, I, so. I think the red would be better to break up the blue. Um, I, I, it, I didn't like it at first. It's growing on me. Not to the point right now where I'm going to buy one. Um, nothing against anyone who's bought one. I mean, if people like it, they like it. I'm not here to tell you what to like and what not to like. We've uh, only seen it. We've only seen it on a couple players so far. I think when we see like a whole, the whole team skating around, you know, you got Weber with the C on his chest, et cetera. I think it's going to start growing on a lot more people. Yeah, I think so. I think Price should get blue pads and Trapper and Blocker to, to wear in his, and that's why he's just all blue. I think it'll become a tradition after the Canadians have this undefeated season to keep this going. <laughs> Does that sound stupid? It should. Good. Speaking of cash grabs. <laughs> Yes. The NHL is proposing to put advertising on helmets. Just fucking Fuck. stop it already. No, don't do it. I hope they put Moto. <laughs> or what's that uh, the, the car company is? Uh, Skoda, Skoda or whatever? Skoda, Skoda. yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's, let's, let's just lean into this hockey thing. Make it Skull. Everybody's selling dip. <laughs> <laughs> so... If they do it the European way, then it's just going to be a, a skating ad. Yeah, and if it they, looks like if, shit. If they do it, so like say if you have the helmet and it's got like a like a small logo on it, like like the size of what it would be if it if it, if you had like a Bauer helmet or a Warrior helmet or something like that, that wouldn't be too bad depending yeah, who, on what the logo was however who's gonna pay for that though? but who yeah exactly who's going to pay yeah. for that you, you, they're going to want to try to make it a you know uh, make it like a, a statement piece on the helmet and i i think it would be too much so i hope the nhl makes money elsewhere and i can, think Pornhub should uh, put in a whole shit ton of money in the nhl to have Pornhub <laughs> put on every helmet just, you know, you know what they should do is what uh, what you do for minor hockey. Every kid has to get their own sponsor. So the players that they want to make up the money they lost, get your own sponsor on the back. So you know, you get a guy right like on the bottom. Uh, yeah. So so you look down and on the back of Nick Suzuki's jersey, it says Superior Propane, or uh, on uh, on Victor Mete's, it says uh, it's it says Camel Towing. You know, like sponsored by Treg Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that that could work. Victor Mete fan club, fan fanboy club, led by Trey Wilson. Yeah, camel towing. Camel towing. <laughs> Pleasures and treasures. Where you come first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's that's essentially we're we're mocking it, but that's essentially where it's going. And in all honesty, this has been talked about. This isn't the first time it's been talked about. Legitimately. Legitimately. Uh, they've talked about doing uh, advertising on 
I think it kind of takes away from the game. Uh, personally, uh, I would be, um, I think it would be blasphemy to put an advertising on some of the, especially a, a, an original six Jersey, like Montreal, Toronto, Detroit, something like that. Uh, I mean, Toronto has enough trash on it. It doesn't need any more on their Jersey. Well, it's so, just a blue leaf. And it, well, it's a white leaf and they don't know on how the, to spell leaves. Home jersey. So anyway, uh, so no, I don't think they should do it. I think it should be, I, it, it, the NHL is losing money. The players are losing money due to escrow. Everyone's losing money, and now they're just thinking of ways to get that money back. Uh, and I think it's the wrong way to do it, personally. But we have no stake in the game, so whether it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So, so. See, for me, I didn't even like it when they started putting the, uh, you know, those ads that are behind the, uh, behind the goal, like behind the nets. Oh, the green screen ads. Yeah. Yeah. yeah only show up on the TVs. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't the, a big fan of those. That idiot wearing the fucking neon jacket behind the uh, the Habs net. <laughs> yeah, I it was goes on for... him too. <laughs> yeah, I was. I wasn't a fan of those. Like they, uh, like baseball does it too, right? Yeah. Like baseball, you see someone hit a home run, and then it's all of a sudden it's like home hardware, and it's like that's not there. I'm at the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a green screen behind the batter or in behind home plate there. I, that doesn't bother me as much. I don't care about that. Uh, but uh, putting it on the helmets and the players is just to me, nah, don't do Yeah, it. they're going to start micro-tripping the players anyway, see where, where, how fast yeah, they're going and all that the, kind of stuff. So Once you get the chemtrails out with the, uh, you know, from your planes. So we're doing what we can. Oh, no, that's what you're doing, Matt. <laughs> and all the chemtrails are going to do is make everybody better hockey players because that's, that's why Canada keeps winning gold medals. Is that a segue? We could use it as one. <laughs> that sure sounded like a segue. I got distracted. My wife's flashing her boobs at me, so I didn't know. Uh... <laughs> She's flashing two pictures of you? <laughs> me and Nick. Me and my son, Nick. She's flashing pictures of him. Boobs. The two boobs. <laughs> we all know she's not actually showing her boobs to me. That would be miracle on 34th Street if that were to happen. So. Well, you did feed her wedding cake once, so. I did. I did. So. <laughs> this is not the segue that I thought we were going into. <laughs> well, back to gold medals. Oh, gold medals. Matt. Are you trying to you say my are... wife doesn't have gold medal boobs there, Matt? That's not very nice. I've got to meet your wife. <laughs> All right, let's go on. Let's go on. <laughs> I've met Tina and I feel terrible for her. Well, she is married to me. That's my point. Hey. <laughs> so Matt, why don't you uh, why don't you lean us into the segue of gold medals? Um, so we have the uh, 2021 WHF World Junior Hockey Championship that's going to be ramping up very soon. If everyone can stop getting sick from COVID and rosters, you know, stop changing and coaches stop changing, etc. The way it's looking right now for Team Canada, they have a bonafide gold medal team. You look at the, some of the guys that were just cut to make this final roster, and Canada probably could have had a, a 1A, 1B Canada team and, and been competitive on both of them. Um, good news for, the, for you know, our Canadians listeners, Caden Gooley did make the team. 
Um, it looks like he is going to be paired with um, Justin Barron, plays for the Halifax Mooseheads, who was a first-round pick of the uh, Colorado Avalanche. And um, Gooley has put on some substantial size since he um, since he was drafted. He's up to uh, six foot three, two hundred nine pounds. So he's actually the heaviest. He's actually the heaviest uh, defenseman that the Canadians are going to have, or that uh, the team Canada is going to have. Um, and I and I think they're going to be uh, they're going to be a, a top contender. There's going to be there's going to be teams that are going to push them, but um, I can't see. I can't see them not winning a medal at this uh, at this tournament. They, they look to have a better team than they had last year. Um, uh, now, last year, I didn't peg them to win the gold medal, and they went on to win it. Um, they actually, they went on to really dominate the after the round robin. But uh, uh, I mean, you just look at their four: uh, you know, Connor Zary, Dylan Holloway, Kirby Doc, Cole Perfetti, uh, Alex Newhook, Peyton Cribs, Byfield, Mercer. Uh, Jack Quinn, Ryan Suzuki. It just—it's just a, you know, uh, Devon Levy, and that's the goaltending. I think will be their issue. Nothing against Devon Levy, but if you look at any weak point on the team, I think it's going to be goaltending, uh, and that's not a very weak point if you if you really look at it. I know Matt, you're a big Devon Levy fan. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be. I, like he looked really good in the last um, the last tune up game. I just don't know if he's going to be thrown in as the starter or not. Um, a lot of guys are talking about him. I'm one of them. A lot of people um, really pushed for him during the draft. I was one of them. Um, however, um, it would surprise me if they didn't go with um, um, Dylan Grant or Taylor Gauthier to start. And because for me, I didn't – I said I was a supporter of Levy but I thought a guy like Brent Bashu would make it over him because he did look, he did look quite good during some of these, uh, these games. But then that Levy 36 or 34 save shutout the other day kind of cemented his spot on the team. And if he's a, a two, three guy, it's still good for him. We might still see him and with the bubble and everything and games are going to be a little bit closer. We might see him a little bit more, but who knows? And that's what I'm trying to say. There's no, for a weak point, I'm just trying to say there's no bona fide goalie on the team this year. We can say, I'd say this yeah, is our no. guy. You yeah, know what I mean? So there's not. Like, the United States got Spencer Knight. We all know Spencer Knight's probably going to be their 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 goalie to go. Yeah. Uh, but Mon- uh, Montreal, but the uh, team Canada, uh, they don't have that. You know, well, Carey Price is going to be our guy. Uh, Carter Hart's going to be our yeah. guy. Uh, they don't have a they don't have a standout. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas you can look at the rest of the roster and go, holy shit, that's a you know, very much so. And like pretty much first round draft right there. <laughs> that's right. And you've got a guy like, um, like Kirby doc that the, uh, the Blackhawks were able to um, lend to team Canada. Thank you to the Chicago Blackhawks for doing that. And um, he looked good. He looked good during the bubble playoffs. He put up six points in nine games. He was playing physical. He's got NHL size. He's, you know, six foot four. He's uh, you know, he's over, I think he's 200 pounds above. Like he, I, I personally, I think they're going to give him the C. Um, probably throw an A on Byram and then an A on someone else. Um, I'm hoping for a lot more, and I'm not. This isn't a dig. I've said this on a couple different shows. I'm hoping for a hell of a lot more to Quentin Byfield, and I know that I know that last year was his um, 
was more or less his coming out at the world stage. And um, he wasn't playing a top role. So yes, you're not going to get, you're not going to get the production out of him this year. He's going to be playing likely a top six role. He was a second overall pick. He's a big guy that doesn't play big. And he's, he's talked about that. And he said he wants to address it. You got a guy that's six foot four and over 220 pounds that can skate. You want him to use that size when need be. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping for a little bit more into him this year. He's going to be a guy that I'm going to be watching really closely. He's similar to what uh, Cole Caulfield was with the USA last year. He, he was in a similar boat where he, uh, where he was new to the team. They didn't have him on the top lines, didn't have him playing the top minutes. Caulfield was stuck on that third line with the USA. Um, I maybe this is a bit of a segue off the, more no, no. You, I, I honestly, I completely player. agree no, with you. I completely agree with for, you. Yeah. For me, I think Byfield is going to have his coming out party this year. <clears throat> I said it last I, year. I agree. That I thought this is going to be his big year, and I'm expecting him to play that top six role. I think Kirby Doc's going to end up with the first line, but I think Byfield's going to be that difference maker on that second line. Uh, but uh, as I was saying – uh, Cole Caulfield this year, he's going to play on that top line for the United States with uh, Matthew Boldy and Matthew Boldy and and uh, a potential top five pick in the upcoming draft, I believe. Yeah, uh, Matthew Benier plays for uh, University of Michigan. Yeah. So uh, again, last year, I mean, I just wrote an article on this uh, where I kind of worded it wrong, and I got some flack for it. I understand what people were saying is my article was about how uh, Caulfield needs this world junior championship. He needs to excel this world junior championship to uh, push himself further. The, the idea of the story was to say where he had a bit of a disappointing one last year due to many factors, not just of his own. Uh, this year, what I was trying to say in the story, maybe didn't come out was that he really needs to, if he has a really good tournament, which we all hope he will, uh, he could take that extra step a little earlier than what's anticipated right now. Uh, we all know it's just a small tournament, but it's actually a major tournament when it comes to the view of not just the fans, but the media and certain teams. If you excel at the World Junior Championship, you're usually propelled further in your career closer to the NHL than you would if you had a, a, a not a very good tournament. Um, I'm kind of getting away from Team Canada here a bit, but uh, I just wanted to point out that uh, look to see uh, Canada or the Canadians have, uh, I believe, three players in this one. We have Caden Gould with Team Canada, Caulfield with the USA, and uh, on my sack, uh, my sacks with the checks. Yeah, so we, we we're going to be checking my sack all the time uh, uh, in this tournament, but. Uh, yeah, um, the only one I'm I'm curious to see how they do is Mysak because he's not having a very good season in the uh, Czech League this year. So uh, we'll we'll see how he does in the World Junior Championship. Well, you got to keep in mind too that Czech League is a men's league, so he's playing yeah. professional hockey against yeah. men. Um, yeah. And Coming the team he's Hamilton. on, yeah, and the team he's on is not that good. So, and 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 that's why I'm curious to see how he does back in his own age group even in a mini tournament with the, with the, with the Czech team. Uh, the Swedes this year are having COVID issues. So uh, yeah, it's got a new head coach. They got a new head coach. And uh, there after was something that was gone. If you're not fully recovered from your 14 days after a certain date in November, you can't play. So I'm not sure. 
we're still going to see some we're still going to see some drop offs. I'm sure. Um, I believe the teams have till to, uh, have till Sunday. Okay. All right. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, some big notes. Uh, New York Rangers were not letting uh, Lafreniere play, even though uh, I think it was uh, asked. They said no. We want him to get ready. Uh, uh, I'll get to that in a second. Another note is Nick Robertson doesn't look like he's going to play for the United States. Uh, It's not that he's being cut. It's more that uh, Toronto wants him to, they feel he may make their team. So they uh, want him to be available. And uh, there's a seven day period that he has to wait. If he goes into Toronto, when he gets to the home city, he has to go into quarantine for seven days. Uh, and uh, they don't want him to miss any time with whatever kind of preseason they're going to have. Cause this, this will probably, this tournament will go right into the NHL uh, preseason. I'm assuming uh, if we're starting on the 13th or 15th of uh, January. And I know I kind of went all over the place there, but I just want to. It's okay. It's all good. Um, <laughs> When it comes to Caulfield, though, um, the fact that he's already playing for the University of Wisconsin, he's playing well, even though the team really isn't. Oh. He's, he's going to be able to kind of hit the ground running. And um, a lot of these other guys that have been playing in the uh, in Big Ten or USHL or anything like that that have made this team are going to be able to, uh, I'd say, excel a little bit uh, over some of these other teams that haven't been able to play hockey. Some of these guys that are going to be on the Canadian team haven't played since last year. Or the while. United States has a bit of an advantage to this because a lot of their players are NCAA players. That's and, right. Uh, and they've already been playing. Yeah. So, uh, look, yeah, and that's I, the thing. They're gonna have, they've had a lot of ice time. But I think in Caulfield's case, a big, big change when they brought in Mike Hastings as the head coach. Uh, Hastings really, really loves Caulfield's play. So when Caulfield went to the camp, he, he put him on every top line. He put him in every situation. And Caulfield had an amazing camp. Hastings is now even a bigger believer in uh, Caulfield, who is, by the way, one of the top NCAA players. He leads the league in points. Exactly. So I would not be surprised to see him put into every possible situation that plays to his strengths. <clears throat> playing top line, playing with, best, uh, with skilled players, playing on the top power play being used as a shooter <clears throat> playing up to his skills which would make sense because why are you going to put uh the guy who set records for your freaking training program for goals scored in a year and goals scored period on a third line with a checking center who does that he had 115 goals last year or in the in the u.s in the u.s developing league through the three leagues he played in the ushl the u.s uh development program and the the world junior championships so out of three different uh and, a, and another league i forget what it is but he played the three different leagues he scored 115 goals and 96 games one so, year he scored 72 and the next best record on that program was austin 55. matthews with 55 and and phil kessel and that's what i'm talking about that same year if you put all the three little leagues that he played in that year, yeah. 72 or 72 with uh, the developing program. He had 28 with another one for, he added all up. He scored 115 goals that season. 
So, I mean, that's unprecedented if you think about it for- That was for, over two years. <clears throat> over one, it's in, it's in my article. It was, over, it was over that one year. Either way, why are you going to put the guy that scores almost at will yeah. on a checking line? This coach with Hastings in charge, he, uh, he seems to be putting the players into better positions. So Caulfield's going to be doing a lot better than he did last year, which, which bodes well for the Canadians. But as we're Canadian and we want Canada to win the tournament, I don't like this. <laughs> the USA looks very good. They and, do. And they're, they're the best prepared team going into the tournament due to the fact that most of their players have been playing since for the last month, I guess you would say, since November. So, whereas you, like you said, except for maybe Justin Barron uh, from the Mooseheads or any of the. Uh, Anybody that made it out of the queue, of the or queue. Uh, and then you got Dylan Holloway that played like that played two games or something. Two games with with top. Wisconsin. Yeah. So. Yeah, but Holloway, just having Holloway, you know, you're going to win because he's the greatest prospect to have ever prospected in prospecting. Yeah, but wait, the United States got Boldly, who is a better prospect than uh, than Caulfield because he plays on a better team and has more points with that team that has more points than every other team put together. <laughs> if, if you yeah. look at the line he's playing on everybody has like eight points in two games or something silly and they're just destroying everybody else in their league in their division and anyway but it, it that's back what, to the back to caulfield and yeah. the point i was trying to make on on third lines he played on a line with john beecher beecher's a decent hockey player but let's be honest he wasn't exactly what you would call the top of a prospect pool and to prove my point, is he on this year's roster? No. He got cut. So that right there tells you that in the United States program for prospects, he's not even he's not even in their top 25. So there's a reason the entire coaching staff got fired off the USA team last year. Yeah. Yeah, they fired their entire coaching staff. They've changed over the the entire team with the with the exception of a handful of players. This USA team is going to be dangerous. John Van Beesbrook had enough. <laughs> he did. And he, and so, he went in and... go ahead. One Matt. thing, one thing I want to point out about Canada and about the U.S. and Russia and all these other teams. You look at Group A, which Canada's in. Okay. Canada's in with Germany, Slovakia, Switzerland, and the Finns. Okay? Much easier group than the U.S. group, which has the U.S., Sweden, Russia, Austria, and the Czechs. So Canada, if they go 4-0 and they're in their group. Which is likely. Which, which is likely. Good. Which is likely. When they do their crossover – they're gonna get a, they're gonna get a pretty hard matchup. Right off the bat, they're gonna get, I would say likely, Sweden, Sweden or, sweet yeah probably Sweden or maybe the Czechs because Russia has an advantage too because they have players that have been playing most of the year as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. And actually they've been playing since October. Yeah, so because uh, Russia was just like, ah, oh, we do not care about COVID. Go play hockey. <laughs> so yeah. this this weaker division for the for Team Canada, I think, plays into uh, plays into their advantage on this front. 
Yeah. It, it basically gives them four games where they're likely going to win anyway, just based off skill to yeah. kind of work the kinks out. Because once they get that to that quarterfinal matchup, like, like Matt's saying, it's going to be a tough game. Yeah. Yeah. I think like the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to go undefeated this year. Or like Sweden in the round robin, not lose a single thing and then just keep losing in the first game of the medal round. This, so, this for me, for yeah, me, this year, this year might be the year that Sweden loses the game in the round robin. Wow, I think they'll lose they, two or three. They, they lost their coach. They lost a few players due to That's COVID. Right. Like yeah. a few important players due to COVID. Yeah. So, yeah. But you never know. They're a team that you that comes out and they just they get it done until it matters, and then they don't. <laughs> Like the Leafs. Those fucking Austrians are just going to destroy them. You heard it here. Heard it here first. The Austrians winning <laughs> bronze. There's some really bad jokes in there that can be made. <laughs> really Especially bad. on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll try and avoid those today. Um, Going back to Team Canada really quick. Yeah. Um, there's some, like I said, there's, um, I, I'm very happy, extremely happy for, uh, for Caden Gooley. Um, from what we were able to see in games and then read afterwards, because they never showed them on TV after that, um, the, uh, the pairing of, uh, of Gooley and Barron looks like a very good line. Um, yeah, I'm I hoping, think that's going to be their shutdown pair. I think so too. Um, as I said, when we started talking about this, I can see Byron wearing an A. Uh, another player that I'd like to see a little bit more of, uh, a little bit more from, especially defensively. I know the guy's an offensive defenseman, but he can't be a defensive liability, and that's Jamie Drysdale, who was a first-round pick of, um, of Anaheim. Um, they they s- kind of switched his pairings a little bit throughout the, uh, the juniors. They ended up keeping him uh, with Byram. Um, that might be something that, that could change. Who knows? Um, and then we look at uh, we look at guys like um, Connor McMichael, who's a Washington first round pick, goal scorer. Jacob Peltier, um, Calgary first round pick, goal scorer. Um, Connor Zary. Oh no, he got cut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but as Treg said, um, the goaltending is probably going to be their. Um, the, this is going to be the biggest question mark. I think they are going to be stacked on defense, especially for the size of these guys. Uh, with Schneider, uh, Caden Korzak, Byram skates very well for his size. Um, Thomas Harley, Caden Gooley, like they they should they should be able to um, to bump up any deficiencies that they have in net just by getting in the lanes, blocking shots, and playing the body. And we know that uh, especially Gooley and Schneider will definitely do that. And, and, and we're not physically too. Yes, we're not saying that the gold hitting is weak for Canada. We're just saying that there's, there's no, no clear cut number one. There's no clear cut number one. So that yeah. that's you can look at that two ways. You can look at that as is there not a clear cut number one because no one's good enough to step up, or you can look at it away as we have three really good goalies. Yeah, we're not sure who's going to take the lead here, and uh, and just as anyone's wondering, they only have three left-handed defensemen. Caden Caden Gooley being one of them. So. Uh, it's more than likely they're going to stick to the left. It's more likely they're going to stick to the three left guys and flip yeah. around the right-handed guys. So. Yeah, but right now it looks like uh, uh, Jordan Spence, uh, who's a Kings uh, fourth-round pick, I believe, um, play for the, he plays for the Wildcats. 
and um, Caden Korosek plays for Kelowna. They're both righties, and they look like they're going to be the 7-8. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you'll see, uh, I think, Byram, Drysdale, Schneider, Har- Harley, and then Gooley Barron will be your uh, yeah. three pairings, is yeah. what it looks to be anyway. And then f- as for the lines, I have no idea. Doc will probably be on the top line with – I have no idea who he'd be – it's hard to say. It's because they have so many centers, and they, and this happens all. This happens at every level. You see a, an NHL All Star game, or you, before they went three on three, or you see the um, the world the the Olympics or the World Cup or anything like that. Canada produces centers. They're very good at it. No. So we see a lot of guys playing out of position, and that's what we're going to see this year. But but it's easier for a center to go to the wing than a winger to go to the center. So that's right. We'll see. Canada. Uh, <laughs> you leave my boy alone. Truman's going to have 70 points in 56 games this year. Book it. All right. On pace for 70 points. All in one game. What? All in one game. He's going to put, he's going to put the game on easy mode and just one time, one time, one time. Against the lowercase N Leafs. Hey, oh, oh, uh, oh, you mean like for real? I thought you were just talking about NHL. You no. know, and my NHL 21 season yet last night, though, Druin uh, did get a hat trick in his last game. I paired him up with Tafali and Suzuki, and he, he did end up getting a hat trick. There you go. Tafali had a goal and four assists, by the way. Just throwing it. You heard it here first, folks. This is the analytics that Treg uses. <laughs> NHL 21, baby. And my halves are, are six and two, by the way, for the start of the season. All right. And uh, for, for the last, to touch a little bit on the, uh, on the last Canadians prospect in the World Juniors, let's just touch on Mysack just a little bit. We'll be gentle, though. I don't want to, I touch, I don't want to touch on Mysack. I don't so, want it to get hairy. So we all know that he got injured last year. Uh, it was a big loss for the team. Um, he scored a, you know, he scored a, a very, very good goal against the Russians. Very quick release on that shot. Um, he's gonna, he's gonna come over and he's gonna play a big role for that team. Um, the Czechs are not a very deep team, and uh, he's gonna get the top pairings. He's gonna get the top matchups. He's gonna get the top minutes. We're gonna hear his name quite a bit. It it really hurts when uh, my sack gets hurt. Um, <laughs> like it's very painful to everyone involved. Uh, but uh, uh, just to point out, uh, Mysack uh, had a great year in Hamilton. He's kind of uh, over in the Czech League. He's not having the greatest of seasons, but as Blaine pointed out, uh, he's playing with men now, his first time playing in a, in a men's league. He uh, played in the OHL last year with uh, Hamilton Bulldogs. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see how well he plays when he comes back playing with uh, – uh, a kid's his own age uh, at his own group age level and group. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's going to be very interesting. Um, and, and if anyone's wondering, we, we, we talk a lot about my sack and make a joke about it and all this kind of stuff, but uh, I, I don't see my sack projected to be this top six player anyway. So I'm not really, well, he's got that skill set. He's got the skill set to be one. He's a he's a home run swing for for either he makes it or he doesn't. If he if he exactly, he's either going to be the deep home run grand slam swing or he's going to fly out to left field, one one or the other. So, but so far, uh, he has done fairly well. I mean, you saw the in the in the small sample size in Hamilton, he he was really dominant. Um, this year, 
he's playing on that really weak men's Czech team, and he's doing kind of middling. But when he was playing for the men's national team at the Karelia Cup, he did extremely well playing on a line with people with some skill. So he's not a guy that'll drive the play, but he can. he's the kind of player that plays well with skilled players. So he's Drew in 2.0. I guess, but as a second-round pick, if he makes it, No, I, I'm, awesome. I'm, making a, I'm making a joke there. I, yeah. I, and, and I totally agree. I mean, I'm just saying that in my own personal, you know, yeah. I'm not – Listen, we got uh, everyone thinking Romanov's going to win the Norris Trophy come the end of the season. That's not us. That's that's freaking Richardson doing that. that, and, that and that's that's what I'm going on about. So I'm trying to uh, do the Saturday Night Live lower expectations thing. And... No, that's that's uh, Mad TV. Okay, all right, Mad TV. So basically, what I'm trying to say is, my sack. If he becomes a top six forward, we hit a home run. But don't be surprised if he's a top nine. I mean, some people are into my sack. Some people aren't. Nobody is into my sack, <laughs> but that's that's just not even not even my wife. She doesn't even know anything about him. So uh, she knows nothing about hockey. Nothing, nothing at all. I had him winning the Hart Trophy, by the way. What? I had him winning the Hart Trophy. Who? My sack? No, I'm <laughs> rolling off. <laughs> oh, oh! I thought you were talking about my sack. I was like, oh, Matt, you really like my sack. <laughs> so uh, the show has gone on for a little while. I think we've pretty much run out of stuff to talk about, but because it's going Christmas time. I'll give your sack the Masters in. Greatest comeback ever. <laughs> there you go. It's a good comeback. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but as it's almost Christmas, I mean, that was a nice gift to give him. But uh, what's... <clears throat> what's a couple of movies that you, your your must have movie list? Your top your top three must have movies to get into the Christmas spirit. Matt, um, I remember watching. Uh, I always remember watching the Santa Claus growing up. Oh, with uh, Tim Allen. With Tim Allen, yeah. Like I always watched that. All of them? I've watched. I think I've watched. That. I've, I've I've watched. Well, the first like the first one or two. I think. Are the ones that the ones that actually like stand out. Um, other than that, um, I'm not really I'm not really a big Elf fan, like at all. Um, the other one would be um, for me would be um, uh, Home Alone. Definitely okay. watched that. <laughs> Definitely watched that a lot growing up. And Home Alone um, too with Donald Trump. With Donald Trump, yeah. And um, and then obviously. Um, I'll just throw it in here because it's a uh, it's a Christmas classic. Um, I'll put Die Hard in there too. Fucking right. I'm gonna throw that in there. <laughs> it's a Christmas movie. My go. Sure. Uh, Christmas Vacation is a must see. Uh, personally, I'm a huge fan of the Christmas Carol. Uh, Lately, the last few years, I've been watching the cartoon uh, Jim Carrey one. Uh, but I also am a big fan of the black and white Alistair Sim one. That's something I watch Christmas Eve, almost every Christmas Eve. Uh, and for another one, uh, I'm a true believer Die Hard is an action movie that takes place at Christmas, not a Christmas movie. Uh, so It is not Christmas until you see a terrorist fall from a tower. I don't care uh, what you think. I, I guess if you're saying that, then I guess Gremlins is also a Christmas movie. Sure. So, 
Uh, but uh, the, the other one I got in there, my three would be Christmas Vacation, uh, that one. Uh, my wife wants me to say Love Actually, although I just watched that because she wants to. Um, but uh, I'll well, go. Wait, what you're doing after this broadcast. <laughs> and I, I'm not a big fan of Home Alone. I, don't, I, I think it's just uh, it was fun when it first came out, but to watch it over and over again is kind of stupid. Uh, and I'll, I'll go with Elf, I guess, uh, would be well, my. To think about it oh. now. And, think and about the Muppets Christmas now. Carol. I always watch them up as Christmas Carol. You look at Home Alone now, and then you, you you watch it as a kid, and you're just like, ha, fucking kid got left by himself. And now it's like, when is someone going to step in and take this kid from these parents? <laughs> you know when I mean? we got to Home Alone 3? Yeah. How many times well, are you going to abandon a child before they exactly. arrest you? Home Alone I, 4 is the greatest Home Alone of all. I do have another one I want to throw in there. One. Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger Ooh. and Sinbad. Yep. Trying to look after, trying to find Turbo Man. It's a pretty yeah. good movie. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty good. That was yeah. pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. My, uh... my, my three would be uh, Christmas Vacation, Any Christmas Carol, and uh, I'll go with Elf. Or sorry, Love Actually, just, just, just for the ladies out there. Yeah, for me, I, I, I have to agree with the Christmas Carol. Any one of those ones, I think, is, is a must. I, I personally. I like Scrooged every now and then. You watch Scrooged. I like that. Um, Miracle on 34th Street, the original one. I have to watch that every year. Uh, and yeah, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Because let's be honest, that tirade at the end where he calls everyone a jolly bunch of assholes, that, that just, that's my home right there. <clears throat> The chaos, that's the perfect Christmas movie. So <clears throat> I think that does it for the show. Um, we've got about a week left until Christmas time. I think we may take a little break here for, uh, for the Christmas holidays. We'll have another episode. And then after that, we'll take a quick little break so that we can adjust, spend time with family. In Matt's case, to work. In my case, to work because they canceled my Christmas so that I can prepare a ship that's not even mine to go on a deployment. So I hear a lot of complaining and not a lot of solutions. Well, you're going to be, you're going you're gonna to be putting the COVID vaccine in the water and I'm going to be chemtrailing it over. So perfect. We will cover Canada. Meanwhile, we're going to microchip this bitch. Since right. I'm at the fleet dive unit, I'll just go around spreading sheer enjoy. <laughs> you don't even go into work. So it makes sense. Because Tuesday is my last day of work. They, can't, be... they, literally, they legitimately canceled my Christmas leave. So I'm basically going to be looking at taking the months of January, February, and March off. That's how much time off I, I'm owed. Because I haven't taken any this year. But I think, yeah, that'd be a great Christmas script. Uh, quarter, take three months off. That'd be great. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do that. Uh, but uh, I think we'll end the show there. Um, I want to wish everybody listening a very Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, uh, Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate or choose not to, enjoy them. Uh, if you're into Festivus, I believe uh, when this show airs, it will be the fifth day of Festivus, so it's the airing of grievances. So uh, in that spirit, I'd like to put a grievance against Treg for everything about Treg. I'm sure Tina agrees. 
I'm sorry I'm so handsome. Yeah, that's not it. <laughs> but uh, thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, I hope you have a wonderful holiday. And when we come back on air, you uh, listen to us many, many times. Or once. Or once. So uh, enjoy your holidays. Do you have a problem getting big city slams? Are you not getting the gains at the gym? Well, don't mortgage your future on rental supplements. Get Bergie Arms. Bergie Arms you the gains you need. Bergie Arms gets rid of all the bad attitude and builds better character so you can get the gains you need. Get Bergie Arms. Bergie Arms. Bergie Arms. Today. Not a real project. May, t- may make you trade your favorite player for a mountain man. Do not use if you're healthy. If you want to loyalty, buy a dog. And that concludes another episode of Habs Unfiltered. We would like to thank all our listeners, old and new, for joining us. We hope you were informed and entertained. And always remember, if you are talking about it, so are we. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.